You're listening to Brown on Brand, featuring Matthew Brown on Thumbstopper.fm. Welcome back, Brown on Brand, Synapse 2020. And I'm here with Alex Allen. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, co-working space. We're going to talk, you know, a little bit about the other things that you're involved in. So welcome. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to stay up on this mic? We got a bunch of people, a bunch of excitement going on around us. Very close. Yeah, cool. And uh, so co-working space, I hear a lot of things. I'm out in California, you know, these incubators, the plugins, the, you know, the things that are making it where small companies, young companies have an opportunity to maybe leverage some real estate. Am I on the right path here when I'm thinking about your business? Yeah. So we're from Southwest Florida where we don't have a ton going on uh, as far as technology goes. We're mostly known for beaches and sunsets and palm trees and things like that. Um, But I've been down there since 2012, Um, went through an exit in 2016, and in 2018 had the opportunity to get back involved with the community. So we started 239 Group, and 239 Group, uh, the name comes from the area code, so Southwest Florida. 239, yeah. 239. I lived down there for a while. Okay, perfect. So uh, we started that group uh, around um, investment and consulting with local technology businesses. And what better way to get connected with the community than bring them all together in a technology-focused co-working space when one didn't exist? Yeah, that's all. And it could be any type of company or were you focusing on tech companies? So the way that we spin it to anybody that's interested is that we have a technology type of culture. So it's collaborative, it's open, it's fun, it's relaxed. But we welcome anyone to join us at the co-working space. We're not limited to, but we have a focus on technology. Okay, great. So how many years doing this? So we've only, we just had our first anniversary for the co-working space. So we opened in February, February 1st last year. And uh, yeah, we just had our first anniversary. We're pretty packed with technology companies. So we're very happy. Tell me about the building, 239group.com. Tell me about the building. So the building is 15,000 square feet. We have 17 individual offices, five conference spaces, a large training area, a large common area. We have cold brew coffee. We have hot coffee. We keep a beer fridge. So it's what you would expect from a tech company and a culture, like a plug and play. You get that without the big investment. Yeah, exactly. So for smaller businesses that haven't had the opportunity to grow yet, um, we give them that uh, additional benefit to attract top-notch talent. We have a pool table, we have ping pong, we have events that we uh, schedule regularly to get everybody engaged, and we run professional development events as well. Oh, wow. That's very cool. So that's right in my wheelhouse. I'm a software CEO. I have been for the last 15 years. You know, and when I think about these incubators, you know, I've got a lot of empathy for startups, and that's where I really thrive. I like the grit of a startup. I like it even more than where we're at now 15 years later. We've become a company with three software divisions, and I feel really good about where we're at. But i got to tell you, I miss the grit of that. And I can't explain it to people. They're like, what are you, crazy? It's like the most painful thing. No, what I like to say to people is that we're just... Uh, and and you can beat me out, but you know we're just a little effed up, right? Yeah. Certain people that really enjoy that software culture, yeah. and just grinding, grinding, Masochist. grinding all through yeah. the night to get certain things accomplished. I mean, it just has a certain level of camaraderie. Yeah. It has a certain level of passion and drive that you don't get working in a corporate environment. I thought you said you were going to be nervous on this. 
Uh, and you're flowing like you've got your own podcast. No, no I love I love it. The uh, you should have. You'd be great for it. But the, uh, you know, um, I I agree with you. But I, you know, a lot of people out here live for the weekends. Oh, they can't wait for Fridays, and it's what I became. I fell in love with Gary Vaynerchuk's message, Gary V's message, because it's like I find myself on set Sunday afternoon. I'm ready to get back at it. I love what I do, even when things are bad. I love going to work. I love. You know, just being around a group of people and by the time Sunday afternoon comes around or I'm three days into a vacation, you know, call me crazy. I'm ready to get back to the grind. No, I, I definitely understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, we have a building full of those types of personalities. And for me, it's, it's Sundays are my worst day because my head starts spinning around two o'clock in the afternoon thinking about ready the week that's tomorrow. coming up, yeah. thinking about what we're going to do. And usually I'm setting my alarm for like 4 a.m. so that I can get in there and get the space ready to go and then start focusing on our other businesses that we're involved with because we're not just a co-working space. We want to prop some of these businesses up with different services and everything like that. When you think about consulting, you know, it's such a broad term. I I was a consultant for years. Tell me about like what, you know, give me the, give me the elevator pitch on the consulting. Sure. So, I mean, for me personally, we have multiple different members of our team, right? And uh, my background is in product management Um, and customer experience and customer success. So if you want to see me get up on my soapbox and talk for two, three, four hours at a shot, let's talk about customer engagement, customer advocacy, um, and expanding your customer base through uh, upselling into your existing portfolio and making sure that you have a retention rate that's 95, 96% or more. I mean, that's how we grew our technology business and had a tremendous exit. And I enjoy working with people that understand the value of that and helping them to not make the same mistakes that we've, we made um, as we were growing our business. I mean, when we first built our customer success team, we didn't even know what customer success was. We just knew it was the right thing to do by the customers. And when you do right by customers, good things come back to you. Yeah, no doubt. And so when you hit the consulting angle, is it a... Small companies, big companies, do we need a budget? The, you know, how do we got to think about hiring, you know, 239? So for us, it's to make sure that we can have the biggest impact possible, right? So again, just taking that and flipping it, you know, back to you. I mean, we are interested in getting involved with businesses that we can make a tremendous impact, whether it's through a, fa- a fractional customer success, right. uh, early stages. I mean, our goal would be to get in early um, and to help you build out that team and yeah. those SOPs and the yeah. structures so that you can then eventually fire How about the sales and marketing plan? You get involved in that? My partner is very experienced with sales um, and business development. Um, so he has experience with big companies like Gartner, um, with Salesforce. So Aaron and I work hand in hand. We're always looking for opportunities. But like I said, for us, our focus is making sure that we can have an impact and making sure that we can help. We're not going to take business just to take business. I love it because I think a lot of times... Um, you know, these companies, especially here, they end up with funding or whatever, and um, it's it's a little bit premature, right? And, and really what a lot of these private equity and VC guys ought to do is they ought to look for companies like 239 so they can kind of put them in the pro- – making sure that they – the sales and marketing plan, and I always preach this, if you plan and manage that plan, you have a shot at executing. 
I can't tell you how many companies I got involved in. And these are, you know, these are past startup. These are three, four, five, ten million in revenue. Mm. And you go, let me see your sales and marketing and operations plans. You know, right? You see it every day. Right. And you look at it and you're going, how did you get this far? I, I have stories. Right? <laughs> I have some stories of conversations that I've had and looking in CRMs where you don't even know what the... Not only do you not know when the customer is going to renew on an annual right. term, yeah. but you don't even know how much the customer is worth. Yeah. Like, how are you managing yeah. your customers appropriately if you don't even understand how much? Yeah, when's the contract revenue? term up? What services are they using and not using? What's the attrition rate right. of whatever those services, how they're connected to? Or you Google their business and the first review that shows up is two stars. And I think a lot of small companies, if people were, if this were resonating at all with the listeners, I'm hoping what they can hear from an entrepreneur that's failed at more things than he's won at, right? Um, that I wish I would have understood earlier that the investment in kind of the consulting and the preparation and the planning is vital. Absolutely. It's, it's not, it may not be vital to the success because you may make it anyway into the right. black, but you will be so much farther down the road with so much less capital impact if you get the right consulting and guidance from the very beginning. Well, the worst the worst case scenario is you get a bunch of, you, you get some capital. And you throw, right? and you and throw you, money at the problems. Right. You so, yeah. so you throw some gasoline on the sales engine and you don't have a customer success uh, framework to support it. And then all of a sudden your retention, which is held steady at something like 85, 90% yeah. starts to drop. And you yeah. better believe that those people that brought that capital in are going to have some questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, so we touched on the workspace. We touched on the consulting. What did I miss? 239. 239 has a lot of things going on. Uh, we also have an events-based fitness business okay, you going said that. on. I was interested yeah. in seeing if you'd bring that up. So, yep. so it's a little bit of an offshoot, but we are very opportunistic. So we had an entrepreneur in the region that was um, very interested in getting some support. So in this case, it made the most sense to bring him into the fold. And now, events-based fitness are these like these iron man things and the so if we take a look at 2020 okay april 4th we okay. have fit nation um field day so fitnationfieldday.com fitnationfieldday.com and it's in southwest florida so it's an all-day event it's a uh, a field day type of fun event it's a low barrier to entry um, we have two divisions. We you have, have to be a professional athlete. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, 50 and over and then 49 and under. So it's an all-day event. We have inflatable obstacles. We have giant uh, beer pong. We have uh, an uh, obstacle course. We have two relays that we're running. There's going to be DJs. There's going to be food trucks. Right. There's going to be a wellness fair. So we have a bunch of different vendors that are going to be there displaying um, their... Who's uh, behind that? Like, you've got the... Who's behind this? Just two of you guys doing all this? Or, so, or so you got an awesome team or we, what? We have a few team members, right? So um, as part of the, uh, the fitness spin-up, so we brought uh, the, the founder of Fit Nation onto our team. So he's really okay. running with that. But we're doing the field day event. He's also had a, a great history. His name is Stan Duget. He has a great history of running uh, the Fit Nation Thunderdome, so CrossFit-focused events. So okay. we'll be running that. 
in July. And then he's also run the Fit Nation Tribal Games. So that's more of like that obstacle course race type oh, of yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. So kind of in the middle, right? So okay. now you have the low barrier to entry. Obviously, CrossFit is a pretty high, intense sure. sport. Depending on, and yeah. then the OCR is kind of the middle ground. Um, and then we're looking to expand outside of expand outside of Southwest Florida on that as well. And we do have a couple other businesses in the hopper as well. We're pretty busy. Good, good. You sound a lot like me. So with the multiple brands and, you know, like I said, I, I'll work seven days a week and that's what I enjoy. So I got the same vibe about you. Uh, really appreciate Absolutely. you joining us on the show, Alex. No, thank and, you uh, so much. This has yeah, been great. Thanks for coming on Brown on Brand. If you want to catch us, you can see us at 239group.com, 239work.com. And the and event fitness is fitnationfieldday.com. Fitnationfieldday.com. Hey, man, thank you so much. Thank you. Very interesting. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, subscribe to Brown on Brand at thumbstopper.fm or wherever fine podcasts can be found.